Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In the middle of nowhere is where you're going to find some downright strange and creepy things. At least that's what I've learned over the years sharing these type of stories. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. And welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, without further ado, let us get right into these creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories. I don't even know where to start. I've been listening to your show for quite some time, and I'm still hesitant to share my stories. I love your channel, and it keeps me company through my very lonely workdays. I spend all of my free time outdoors in the woods, or on the national and state parks in my area, and with my horses. I live in a very tiny, rural community on the edge of a game reserve near the oldest town on the Mississippi River. I've been here all of my life. There is something in the woods down here, and we are definitely not alone. Off and on, my whole life, I have gotten the feeling that I was being watched when I was in the woods. Not every time, but enough to pay attention to it. I am not the type of girl you want to grab a hold of. I can hold my own in a fight, and although I am no Doc Holliday, I am very good with a firearm. But what good would one really do? You can't kill something that is already dead. Enough rambling. I'm sorry, I'm just nervous. I don't normally share these type of things or to talk about this story. One of my favorite spots to go rock hunting is the small creeks and streams on the Natchez Trace. The Trace is a historic forest trail in the United States that is roughly 440 miles long. A beautiful place. I started off down the trail, and I was probably around the creek at about a mile and a half down the dirt path. I made my way down the creek with the help from a live oak branch that I used many times before. I was on a mission that day to find an arrowhead. It was a late summer afternoon, so the weather was amazing. A nice gentle breeze to accompany me, animals rustling in the leaves, birds singing, and the woods were generally very busy today. I was just enjoying myself, arrowhead or not. I hadn't really been paying attention to how long or how far I had been walking. When a beautiful agate caught my eye, Super excited, I bent down to wash it off and put it in my bag. When I was washing the agate off, I noticed the only thing I could hear was the sounds of the water swishing within my hands. No birds, no breeze, no animals scurrying. Still, kneeling in the creek, I had an overwhelming feeling of heaviness, like someone had thrown a weighted blanket over me. I was afraid to look up. I had the feeling I was being watched and from close by. I finished washing my agate off 
and put it in my bag, trying desperately to act as if nothing was wrong. I stood up and fake stretched, side to side, trying to nonchalantly scan the edge of the woods, when my stomach dropped. I did not notice where I was. There was no way in hell I got turned around. I was literally walking up the creek and never got out of the water. But, for some reason, the place I was at did not seem familiar, and the sun seemed to be setting rather fast. Then, all of a sudden from about ten feet behind me, came a clicking sound, and heavy, deep breathing. I did not want to turn around, but I had to. It was my only way back. The water was flowing nice and smoothly in the opposite direction I was facing. So I started to pump myself up. For whatever reason, I was about to see or experience something that many have not. I did not have a gun with me, but I had my case knife and was well prepared to whoop someone's ass for stalking me. I think I would have felt better if I had seen another human being, regardless of their intentions. When I turned around, there was nothing there. I did not see a thing, but the woods were still quiet, not a sound. The only thing I could hear was the water splashing as I high-stepped myself out of there. I had to have been about four to five miles from my truck at this point. I started to quicken my pace when I noticed I was making a huge amount of noise for just two feet. So I quickly stopped, and my heart sank when I heard rustling of leaves and grass stop shortly after. Then, the clicking sound continued. I know the animals we have here in these woods, and they don't make any noises like that. So I quickened my pace, making a ton of noise running down the creek. Whatever was behind me was walking along the bank, and it sounded like it was very heavy. The clicking continued getting closer and closer. Just then, whatever was behind me jumped down into the water. I had a gear I never knew I even had, and no way in hell I was going to try and turn around and look at whatever this thing was. I could see the live oak reaching around the bend in the creek, almost like it was reaching out to help me. I knew at that point, the truck was not very far away. At the time, I was a pack-a-day smoker of Marlboro Reds, and my lungs felt like they were going to explode from the pain. I grabbed the live oak, my hand slipped, and just as I got a better grip and began to pull myself up, I felt something tight and painful, almost burning on my leg. I screamed like a madwoman and began kicking like a mule. I pulled away and ran as fast as I could up the dirt path to my truck. Halfway down the path I heard a crow. Then I noticed my footsteps were the only ones I could hear, and the life had come back into the woods again. My leg was scratched up pretty bad, and I could feel it bleeding, but I did not stop to check it out until I got into my car. I slammed into the truck, got my keys from the hide box and jumped inside. I got the hell out of there, and I have not been back since. Now whether or not something had my leg I do not know, and I, I can't say for sure, but it could have been an old barbed wire fence I suppose, maybe something like that hiding, but I've never seen one before and I go there all the time. I don't know. One thing is for sure, always pay attention when the woods go silent, and always bring something to protect yourself. You never know what could be out there. For the longest time, I've thought about sending this story into the show to see if anyone has had a similar experience and maybe has some feedback. This happened about nine years ago. I was in the seventh grade, living in Spring, Texas. My best friend at the time was Bailey. And to be honest, strange things had always seemed to happen when we were together. But this time, 
has definitely stood out the most. Bailey was living in a bit of a rural neighborhood with woods all around it, a set of train tracks, and all the houses were spread apart a tad farther than the suburbs. Some of her neighbors even had a few farm animals. Anyways, she was my best friend and our favorite thing to do was go on late night walks and talk for hours. It was a regular thing for us. One night we were walking and a cat joined us, trotting along in front. We both thought it was super cute and were happy to have a little friend join us. We had been walking for some time now and I wasn't super familiar with where we were. We had just turned a corner where to the right of us was someone's side yard that was fenced and had a few horses that were eating and doing their own thing, far from the fence. Ahead of us, to the left, was a normal looking house. Now, out of nowhere, the cat that had been walking ahead of us stopped very suddenly and ran away. As me and Haley walked toward, at the exact spot the cat had stopped, it was as if we walked into thick, heavy air. It was like the worst energy you can imagine. It's as if time stopped and I felt sick. The house ahead of us to the left became our focus. One by one, every light in the house turned on, then off. At least from the windows that we could see. Then a loud scream came from that direction. It was bone chilling. As we turned around to run, the horse that had been on the other side of the yard was directly behind us leaning over the fence and looking down in the direction of the house. Now, it was terrifying when you're not expecting that, and Bailey nearly passed out. I had a strong feeling we needed to get out of there as quickly as we could, so I supported Bailey the best I could and helped us walk away, guessing which directions to go since, at this point, Bailey was half out of it. We eventually got to her house safely and didn't talk much about it until hours later. The only thing I have left to describe was that the whole thing just felt like a memory was playing out in front of us, and I never felt so unsafe in my life. Let me know what you guys think, though. I have quite a few more experiences, mainly from when I was younger, if it's of interest. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wanted to share this story with someone. I really can't find a reasonable explanation for what happened that night. I tend to be a bit of a skeptic in general, though I'm sure many people say that. And it was such a strange and alarming experience. This happened a couple of months ago. My friend had heard that the northern lights might be visible in our area and asked if I wanted to go for a drive out into the country to see if we could catch a glimpse. So we headed out after dark and drove for a few hours, just searching for a good vantage point. After a while, we started to give up on seeing the lights. My friend realized that we were close to her hometown and noted that she had been wanting to visit the local cemetery to find the graves of some of her distant relatives. She had recently been researching her genealogy. It was a clear warm night and we were both a little disappointed that we hadn't seen the lights. We both wanted to make up for the trip, so we agreed to swing by the cemetery. We found the graves took some photos, and just wandered around for a little bit. 
I'd been feeling increasingly more anxious since we arrived, which struck me as odd. I have done several cemetery seriation projects as an archaeologist, and don't normally feel nervous in cemeteries. Even at night, in fact, I usually find that cemeteries are peaceful and calming. But I felt strange in that cemetery, and found myself frequently spinning around because I felt like someone was standing behind me. Still, I just chalked it up to some casual anxiety and tried not to dwell on it. One of the problems with having an anxiety disorder is that it's sometimes hard to tell when your nervousness is justified. Even in retrospect, I don't know if my anxiety was just in my head or if it was related to what happened next. After wandering for a while, we realized that it was approaching 1am and that we should probably get back home. We headed toward the car. The car was in sight and my friend was a few yards ahead of me when it happened. I suddenly got the nervous feeling, again, that I thought that I heard someone running up behind me. I was starting to turn my head to look back when it felt like something collided with my back. Right between my shoulder blades, there was a weight behind it too, as if someone had hurtled into me. The impact was so forceful that I was thrown forward and fell flat on my face, and as I scrambled to get back up, I felt like the weight was hitting me in the shoulders again and was shoving me back down. I glanced up to see my friend running toward me. She had also heard someone running up to us, had heard my initial fall, and had turned just in time to see me being pushed back down. She would later tell me that she had seen my hoodie flattening against my back and shifting, as if someone had been pressing their hands against my shoulders. She grabbed my arm to pull me up, and the weight disappeared. We both bolted to the car. We jumped in and locked the doors. She immediately peeled out and we sped away from the cemetery. We drove for several minutes without saying a single word. I think we were both stunned and more than anything, confused. She finally glanced at me and said, What the hell just happened? I didn't quite know how to answer that. I told her that someone had shoved me to the ground and she said, I, I know, I saw, but what was that? There was nobody there. We tried to come up with a rational explanation but none of them made any sense. Had someone ambushed me and then bolted? No, that's not possible. We would have seen them or heard them, right? Had I tripped? No, I definitely felt something pushing me, and my friend had seen me being shoved back down. Had it been the wind? I don't even think that's even remotely possible. There hadn't been so much as a breeze that night, and if there had been some freak gust of wind, it definitely would have hit my friend too. We just could not explain it. Neither of us had seen anything there, and whatever had pushed me, twice, had not been visible. As the adrenaline faded, I noticed something else. My back hurt. Right between my shoulder blades, right where I had felt the impact, I could feel a sort of stinging, prickly sensation. It felt like my back had been brushed with stinging nettles. I mentioned this to my friend and she insisted on pulling over to look at my back. She switched the hood light on, pulled the collar off my hoodie down to look, and I heard her mutter, What the hell? She took a photo of my back and showed it to me. The skin between my shoulder blades was red, and several little blisters had started to appear. They were swelled up and popped. It was as if I had gotten sunburn or chemical burn. There weren't any scratches or anything. It was a subtle mark, but it was clearly there. We couldn't explain how I had gotten burned. I hadn't touched my back. I hadn't rubbed against anything. And it was on fire. 
It continued to sting for several days after this encounter. I couldn't sleep that night. My back hurt, and every time I started to drift off, I suddenly sensed that someone was standing over my shoulder, and I would startle awake. I couldn't really understand what was happening, and what went down at that cemetery, but it rattled me. I don't know if I believe in ghosts or demons, to be honest, but I do know that something truly bizarre and frightening happened that night. It's been difficult to come to terms with. I already have PTSD from actual assault, and there is something deeply unsettling about the fact that, in this instance, there's nothing I could have done to defend myself. It's been a major setback in my recovery from the previous trauma. I've had several odd nightmares since then. Dreams that are like nightmares that I used to have as a kid and young adult. I don't know why. But as long as I can remember, I've had dreams in which this creature thing is attempting to lure me into some sort of set of woods or into some sort of portal. I usually understand this creature to be the devil or a demon. Sometimes it takes form of an old woman. I had one dream when I was about 13 years old in which I was wandering through a forest. I came across a little cottage with the old woman standing by the porch. She beckoned me inside and I acquiesced. We spent some time casually talking and baking cookies, but I felt uneasy around her and got the sense that she wanted something from me. At one point, I glanced out the window and noticed a group of people standing in the yard, calling out to the old woman. I asked who those people were, and I vividly remember her telling me, they want me to take them in, but I don't want them, I want you. In other dreams, it's had a more sinister appearance, but I always recognized it as the same creature. I sometimes have dreams in which it's sitting in the dark at my bedside, whispering to me. It has a shadowy appearance with long, lanky limbs and an empty eye socket. Its teeth are made from razor wire, and there is something like blood or wine gleaming on its lips. In those dreams, I can hear it whispering out, but I can never understand what it's saying. Sometimes, I have dreams of the same creature sitting in a chair in the corner of my room, eating a rotten apple. I know these are just dreams, but I mention it because these dreams have been subsided since my early 20s, but after this incident in the cemetery, it rattled me so much that they have returned. It seems to have shaken my understanding of the world around me. In these new dreams, this creature is standing upright behind me at the cemetery. Time is standing still. I can see my friend frozen ahead of me, and the creature is whispering at my back. I don't know why my mind is conflating that creature with my encounter at the cemetery. But maybe somebody can explain it to me in the comments down below. This happened in September of 2020 in Aiken, South Carolina. I didn't grow up there, and we only lived there for about six months, so I'm not too familiar with the area. Some of these details are boring, but I think it helps explain the setting and situation better so I'm going to give them regardless. My fiancé had reconnected with an old friend from high school. We decided to rent his basement, which was renovated into a separate apartment while we looked for a place of our own. The house is not in a neighborhood. It's pretty much in the middle of nowhere, in my opinion. We had no neighbors, and the nearest house was probably several acres away. At this house, there were two large dogs. They were both around 65 pounds or so, and our dog was a little bit smaller than them at the time. The dogs would run around and play in the woods at the edge of the backyard. Everything was good for the first few weeks. Then at night we started to feel very unnerved when we had to go outside. 
I know it sounds so cliche, but it felt like something was standing in the woods staring at us. If we went somewhere after dark, we would always speed walk, almost run from where we parked out front all the way to the side of the house to the backyard, which is where our entrance was. Then we started hearing it. As I mentioned earlier, the dogs ran and played in the woods, so we were very aware of what it sounded like when a 60-pound creature was rambling through the woods. This was much bigger. So much bigger. It wasn't just the three of us hyping each other up to be scared either. Anyone that came to hang out, there was a pool in the backyard so we had a fair number of visitors. They would hear it too, and no one ever stayed outside after the sunset. We thought it was a bear. To be honest, because whatever was making the noise was huge, much larger than a person. So a bear is the only thing that really fits in our minds. A few months go by, and we found our own place, and we were in the process of moving out when this occurred. My fiancé was up at the car, arranging the boxes so that we could maximize the space we had available. I had just carried a box up to him, and was walking around the side of the house. From the front to the backyard was a sloped downhill. As I was walking down to go around from the side to the back of the house, I saw it, staring dead at me, straight into my eyes. I'm pretty sure my heart stopped beating for a few seconds, and I completely froze up. Some instinct inside of me made me begin walking again. I felt like I shouldn't run, but try to act normal and get my ass inside. As soon as I got inside, I shut and locked the door, but immediately had to unlock it to open it back up because I couldn't lock my fiancé outside with this thing. I immediately started seeing these gruesome, gory pictures in my head. Pictures of me and my fiancé beheaded, completely mangled and broken laying on the floor of our apartment, and everything was left in the apartment smashed on the floor around us. Then right after that, something like, no, that's not what I'll do. My fear of the unknown is making me unreasonable. If I just let it in, it won't be like that. I kept having the weirdest urge to basically invite this thing in, which is absurd because the door was cracked open, and honestly, even if it had been shut and deadbolted, if that thing wanted in, I'm pretty sure it could have gotten in. I was torn. I wanted to call out to my fiancé, but I didn't want to startle the thing by yelling, and I didn't want my fiancé to come rushing down to the door and have that thing spring on him and attack him. Finally, I couldn't take it and I yanked the door open. I was planning on running to the car, but my fiancé was right there and had seen the thing too. He had been watching it, and he thought this was very strange and he was freaked out. The second it turned and disappeared into the woods, he rushed to the door. This thing was super tall, super skinny, and sickly shade of whitish gray. It had brightly lit up glowing eyes. One very crazy detail is that I swear the eyes were a golden color, and my fiancé swears they were red. I don't understand any of this, but especially that part. The worst part of its appearance, however, is that it did not have a mouth. Besides its bright eyes and the rest of its face was just skin. Tightly stretched, but perfectly smoothed out. There was no mouth. What the heck? I have never in my life felt such a shock. Like, just a feeling in my heart that something was so wrong. As I did when I saw that thing, looking into my eyes with its smoothed out skin where it should have had a mouth. How do you eat if you have no mouth? How do you stay alive if you can't eat? Sometimes... I worry that I honestly had the chance to meet and interact with a completely different species, and blew it by being judgmental and fearful. This thing wasn't like me, so I was deathly afraid of it. Did I have a reason to be afraid? 
If it had wanted to hurt us, I'm 100% positive it could have. My fiancé said he could feel the evil radiating off of it. That I need to quit beating myself up because it did not have friendly intentions. I know that this sounds so totally and utterly fake. And it probably sounds absurd. I won't believe this if somebody else posted it either. If somebody sent this story to me, I'd probably be like, man, you're tripping. I'm just wondering if anyone else has ever seen anything like this. And if they have, maybe they can tell me what this thing was. For months after it happened, I wouldn't talk about it. Anytime my fiancé brought it up, I would shut down the conversation. I didn't want to even relive this thing by talking about it again. I was scared that it would feel me thinking of it and somehow come back and find me again. We don't live near that area anymore. And now, I know that it's an irrational fear, but I still get scared sometimes. A group of friends and myself rented a place on a lake just for a fun-filled drunken weekend. We were all in our young to mid-twenties, and this was just supposed to just be a big party. For the most part, that's what it was. The Friday night and Saturday morning, we pretty much all went out having a blast on the water and just doing fun, stupid stuff. Well, naturally, when Saturday afternoon rolled around, we were all so dead from going out, we all decided it would be a night of no drinking. But nothing too crazy. We just kind of had a chill night. That's what it was. Relaxed. So 9pm comes rolling around. About 8 of us were inside the house and 5 outside. The house had two stories, with a second story deck and back porch, and it was surrounded by the woods, and then down through the woods you would then hit the lake. It was serenely in the middle of nowhere in the backcountry. I'll mention that we had already experienced some weird vibes from the locals when we first arrived in town, mostly just backcountry old-timers that I assumed were just leering and irritated because we were not, you know, locals and we were just a bunch of college kids having a good time. But the town and the lake were large, so it's not like anyone knew where we were staying. Anyways, three of my friends were on the upstairs back porch, and my friend and I were downstairs outside, just talking, on this little old table near the woods. I mean, it was otherwise just a nice night. My friend and I were just getting lost in conversation, and suddenly there was this weird feeling that encompassed us. Like, an unnerving physical experience that came from the woods behind us. It was so strong... We both kind of just quieted down, and then out of nowhere, this loud chanting abruptly came from the woods. I have no idea how far away it was. Because of the way the lake is set up, I'm pretty sure the voices carried up through the forest. It sounded like a cult, chanting away, and all the voices were male. I mean, they were very loud and perfectly in sync. They were almost like Gregorian chants. I think we were frozen for about 20 seconds before I couldn't contain myself and darted towards the house. I don't know how to explain the feeling that came over me with that chanting, but it was almost evil. Like just something so powerfully uninviting. I was shaking by the time we got up to the second story and ran out into the balcony with the other friends. One of them was my brother. By the time we got up there, the chanting was done. And I naturally asked, did you guys hear that? In the shakiest freaked out voice, they all heard it and not seconds later, the chanting began again. So the five of us are out there peering into the forest listening to this chanting that would sometimes sound far away and then sometimes sound relatively close. All male voices in the weirdest language. I don't even know what it was. 
It sounded like some strange extreme church. Then, following the chanting, a loud bang like someone hit a metal object or something. Then, the worst part came. A man wailing. Like an extreme pain wailing. All my hair was standing up on my body. It was like the freakiest experience ever. My brother and I were staring at each other with a mixture of scared, excitement, and horror. The wailing stopped, and then it was back to the chanting, which eventually died out. I was so freaked out by it, I wanted to call the cops, but because whoever screamed had to be in a lot of pain. That mixed with the weird chants just made me feel super unsafe. I felt like maybe some sort of terrible sacrifice was going on. One friend tried to say it was probably some drunk guys just messing around and singing and being really weird. But no way that was the case. They were perfectly in sync. Then the bang and the wail of pain, and then all of the weird tension and energy was just gone. I didn't call the cops, and I wished I would've. But honestly, the forest was so large, and since the lake house was up looking down into the woods and the lake, it could've been anywhere. It wasn't in our proximity, but it was close enough to hear all of it perfectly. We went in and got some of the others, but by the time they came out, the chanting had stopped altogether. Someone wanted to go explore and find out where it had been coming from, but obviously that was a stupid idea. After that, I was ready to go home. I can't explain the relief of driving away from there the next morning. Even now, it gives me the worst feeling. Whatever it was, it felt so wrong and evil. I'll never forget that moment. I can only imagine it was some weird cult stuff. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful to the swamp. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them nearly every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to send in your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but would like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you're listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating over there as it helps the show grow. If you'd like to support the channel outside of all that, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool swamp threads. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. I know, they're always so hard to pick a favorite, but I definitely would love to know as it helps me able to pick better stories in the future. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy episode. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.